0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe.
1: Welcome to Believe in the Broncos podcast. I'm Chris Brayden and I'm alongside reason you listen i say that all the time people are, ray people always ask me about that the reason you tune in is the guy on the thumbnail ray crockett ray <laughs> how are you doing today buddy
0: man i'm good i'm good we got this crazy weather you know going oh, in know. and out here cold one day hot one day cold one day hot one day you know but other than that everything is all good you know just trying to trying to get healthy and stay healthy <laughs>
1: Well, you look great, buddy, but Appreciate you always look great. You?
0: So do you, my man. It's been a while. It's been a while. A lot of things have happened to Broncos country. So, uh, yes. Man. Let's so, dive in. Where should we start? <laughs> so,
1: Ray, I can't tell you. This is so. I'm just going to tell you my story real quick why this Russell Wilson thing is so huge for me. I've had season tickets for the Denver Broncos since like 94. When I was old enough to buy them, and I've always gotten them. I'm like one of those guys you're in, you're out. Even when I'm in the media and I can't use them, my family uses them. We have them. And now it's kind of a legacy thing, right? Broncos tickets, season tickets are not easy to come by.
0: So they asked me. It's a list most of the time. I mean, over the last last couple of years, you can get tickets, but.
1: (laughs) I got on the list when I was in college. Right. And, uh, and luckily I got some now. Um, so the, the, the Broncos have this new thing where you had to pay half early, blah, 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 blah. I literally spent the last day. think wondering if I want to keep them because really? I have pretty decent tickets and it wasn't because I don't love the Broncos. I love the Broncos. Right. It was like, I have had not enjoyed this one bit.
0: So and even even with the, the coaching change and everything, you still was wondering.
1: I was still on the fence. I love Hackett, but I was just like, and so finally, my me and my wife talked, and my daughters, and they're like, "Chris, that's part of your legacy package, which it kind of is. You know what I mean? Right. Like when right. I'm gone, I they still have those, which is which is nice. So I pulled the trigger, and the Broncos rewarded me yesterday. With Russell Wilson, <laughs> the weight of the world has been lo- lifted off of Broncos country. Whether you think Russell Wilson is number 10, number three, number five, Broncos country is relevant once again, not only locally. That's all they talk about now. That's all, right. all they're talking about. And that's what's going to happen all next year, bud. Well, I mean, that that's
0: the one thing that, that we said. I mean, even with getting Nathaniel Hackett and, and I was happy with that hire. Let's talk about that a little bit. I was happy with that hire simply because I, I felt the Broncos needed some spring on the offensive side for sure, for what we've seen over the last three years. And and I don't even want to talk about I I I would need look, I would leave the past nameless. <laughs> but yeah. We all know what the offense looked like in the past, you know, over the past two or three years, and with Nathaniel Hackett at least coming from Green Bay, yeah, there there will be some sentiments saying that maybe it was Aaron Rodgers and not him, Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, he did you know design the offense, he designed the plays, he was calling the plays, so. You have to give him his credit, even though you did have a hall of fame quarterback and a bad man and Aaron Rodgers. But at the end of that, I just like what he brings to the table as far as his ability to think, his ability to, to really put together a good offense and his ability to look at talent and, and, and and judge the talent for what we have and put them in the right positions to be successful. So I'm, I'm happy about that. Now, we, we have to think about on the flip side of that is, okay, you got an offensive-minded guy. What is that going to do to the defense? You know, we, right. we, we have to really say hopefully our defense will still get better. That would be get to be determined, I guess, because we don't really know. We don't really know. And well,
1: our boy thing. wants to come back.
0: Yeah, yeah, Von. Von to uh, come back from from what he says, but even at that, I mean, you still have to have the guy that's you know designing the defense, that's calling the plays, and and all of that. So those are the things that we have to worry about. Is that are we going to be as competitive as we were defensively toward the end of the year? Because toward the end of the year, we 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 were pretty good, and and so if we take up from there. Then the the missing piece was what you just <laughs> talked about, was the quarterback. And, and everybody was looking at Aaron Rodgers. And when Rodgers used us and abused us basically like a stepchild, yeah, and, you man. know, I, I really I really felt that he just pl- you know, played with us mentally, physically, and emotionally. <laughs> he knew he wasn't covered here. He just wanted to get that 50 mil or whatever close to it from uh Green Bay. I think he was gonna stay there anyway. So we were all disappointed. And then all of a sudden, look at, look, look at Pat. Pat says, hold my beer. I got something else for you. You know, Ray, it's
1: this So I wanted two things I want to point out because with the Nathaniel Hackett thing, yes, people have already said yes. that was all Aaron Rodgers. Maybe. But I will tell you this, when he was in Jacksonville, He took Blake Bortles and just leaned on Leonard Fournette. That was an amazing year for the Jags. I mean, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. And Nathaniel Hackett was a big part of that, number one. Number two, I heard this yesterday, and you might have more insight on this than I do. I heard that the Broncos pulled this trigger before Aaron Rodgers made his uh, announcement yesterday. I don't know if that's true. Right. But it's possible because when when the Seahawks, if they finally said yes, you can no longer wait for Aaron, even if that's your number one guy. You can no long, you have to you have to move.
0: And, and and quite frankly, I I feel it's a better situation. To yes, be honest. Me I too. mean I, I'm not you know saying who's the better quarterback or whatever. We know Aaron Rodgers just won
1: double you know, MVP. MVP. Come on, you yeah, know. we
0: we we all know that. But at the end of the day, you have a younger guy mm-hmm. who. who is willing and and already has stated that he wants to play another decade. So with that being said, a lot of times it's not necessarily who's the best guy, but it's it's the who who's the want to guy. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is is year to year from what he said. You know, he, you never know. Even with getting a new contract, he still says, you know, hey. Everything is year to year. So he got mad at the contract
1: news yesterday, too. He's like, that's yeah. not Jack Deal." I'm like, man, semantics.
0: Oh, yeah. And, and, and just think about, man, the stuff that he went through with COVID, with the Lion and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you really want that guy to be the face of your franchise? Because at the end of the day, we've gone through those stopgate <laughs> quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And that's probably, God. even though he's a good one, that's probably what he was going to be. He was probably going to be a two-year thing or a three-year thing at the most. So for me, I felt the deal that we got for Russell was a better deal. Now, mind you, did he have a an off year last year, but even in an off year, he still threw 25 touchdowns and only six interceptions.
1: And he was injured. He played hurt all year long. Never complained exactly. about it. Came back that, from that injury faster than anyone ever has. That's a guy well, that's a baller. That's a want to guy for sure.
0: And and I and I said this yesterday uh, on uh, CBS with, with with the crew there. I said he's just what the Broncos look for in their franchise quarterbacks. You talk about Elway, you talk about Peyton Manning. I said he has the the, the three Cs or the four Cs. He's confident enough. He's cool enough. He's corny enough. Yeah. And he's clean and he's clean as far as you know his off the field. Stuff. Where and I,
1: can that? I add a fifth C to it? He's Go bringing ahead. Sierra to town.
0: Oh yeah, and Sierra. Yeah, I forgot the five <laughs> C's. Oh, yeah, and, and she could perform at halftime.
1: Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah, you, you we can, can level up C's. all the way around here, man.
0: Yeah, you can add five C's. It's time for us to level up. <laughs> uh, yeah. But no, so I, I I said that, and I said for him with the team being on the on the on the block to be sold. Mm-hmm all that stuff, called, you know, you put it all together. You put it all together in a package, and it's it's perfect. It helps to sell on the team because mm-hmm. now you have a, a face of the franchise that's probably a will be a face for eight to ten years. Right. So that so that's that's a check off. Now you have a quarterback, a bona fide Hall of Fame quarterback. He's going yes. to be in the Hall of Fame. So that's a check there, regardless of how you feel or what you think. You have an offensive minded coach who you know he'll be able to use him. So with all those things being said, and then look at what we gave up. Seriously, we gave up a first round pick this year, second round pick this year. That was good pick, you know. And we have tons nine.
1: of picks left, by the way, people.
0: Right. And and then next year, the, the first round pick will probably be in the late 20s. Yes. And so what do you, who knows what you get with that pick? And, and if you think about it from a money standpoint, If you were to add up all the dollars Mm -hmm. that you would have to pay for those picks that we gave up, it would be more than what Russell stands for against the cap. So it's probably 10 million less with 24 or 25 million against the cap for Russ. All of those draft picks and contracts would have been about 30, 32, 33 million against the cap. So it's a win-win all the way around. Now all we need is for us to make sure that, We get the offensive line together. We have to get us a right tackle. They had a great
1: start last year. It's starting to come together.
0: Yeah, so we have to to definitely shore up the offensive line because the one thing we don't want, and I'll say this for Broncos country, I don't want to see this either. I don't want to see Russell playing hero ball. I saw that, and it doesn't look good. (laughs) I saw that toward the end of his uh, career in Seattle last year. And, and a little bit the year before when the line sucked and he was running circles back there doing pillow, look, look, doing, doing ballet dances or whatever, you know, he was doing it. That I don't want to see. He was bro. doing
1: the, what Joe Burrow's been having to do. Like they're yeah. in the exact same situation.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that Russell Wilson. I don't want to see the Russell Wilson who's running in circles, running 15 yards backwards to come 15 yards forwards and all that stuff. I don't want to see that. I want to see the Russell Wilson who understands the offense and hackett has control of, and the ball comes out on time. And and that guy, now, of course, he's going to create plays. That's the that's the beauty of having Russell Wilson, is that he will have the ability to, to really have some plays that he extends mm-hmm. and, and make something happen. But we want to see that every now and again, not every play. That's, that's not the Russell we want. So hopefully we can get the Russell that, that can go back there and lead the team, be a leader, be a Hall of Famer, get the ball out of time, run the offense correctly, and then extend plays if we need him to. That's you know, the guy we want to see. This
1: offense, because everyone remembers Peyton Manning and super quick with the ball, super smart with the ball, took self-sacks when he needed to. This is going to look like, and I'm not comparing John Elway and Russell Wilson. This is going to look more uh, like a John Elway type of an offense because he stood in there. But when he had to use his legs and when he had to do things, that's what you want to see. You want to see. That, uh, instead, of, instead of somebody that's running around, I agree with you 100%. And let's talk about the offense in Seattle. Like, Pete Carroll, it just wasn't a great fit. I think Nathaniel Hackett is licking his chops. He's like, this guy can do everything I need him to do. Timing right. patterns, throw the deep ball. You know, if something goes awry. Uh, you know, he's going to be able to use his feet. Quick recognition of the defenses before the ball's even snapped. He's been around for a while now. He's seen that stuff. And, you know, I can't see this um, not working eventually. We do remember when Peyton came here. It was rough, what, for like seven games or something like that until they... You know, I expect to see some growing pains like that, but they're going yeah, well, well, to... You,
0: you have to put... <laughs> the on-the-field and the in-the-head together. I yeah. mean, and that's the thing. It's a... it's a Look, you have to put the two together as far as what Russell sees and what Hackett sees, and that's kind of what happened with Peyton Manning, is that when he came here, you look at Peyton Manning and, and you look at Klu- Kubiak, what, what they were doing together, they have to come together, they have to mesh together, because it's kind of like a pitcher, I guess, going to a new team and and... You try to tell him to throw curveballs when he really likes his fastball. Right. You have to come together and say, "Okay, what do you like? And that's the one thing that I I I feel that Hackett would be a OK with because he's had Aaron Rodgers. Sure. (laughs) Look,
1: and he's had Blake Bortles.
0: Yes. Well, well, (laughs) let's just look at Aaron Rodgers. I mean, they don't get any more prima donna than that. I mean, that is true. That is so I, that's what I'm saying. So if, if, if you're talking about looking at the mindset of a guy and, and listening to what a guy likes and what he wants to do, trust me, he's already had that feel with Aaron Rodgers. So I think that would be easy for he and Russ to get together and say, hey, this is what I like. This is, this is you know, how I like to play. This is, this is how I like to move. And it's all about communicating. It's all about communicating and helping each other and not – putting kind of your spin on somebody else's thing, you know? And and that's what I feel that with the offensive coordinator that we had in the past, he's trying to make everybody fit into his system I don't think Hackett would do that. I think Hackett and Russ will have a system together, and that's where they'll perform better.
1: So I heard something about Russ this morning, Ray, and this this was interesting. I've never heard this before. Russ is so serious about the studying. When he was in Seattle, he would take Monday and Tuesday, and he'd be watching film. On Wednesday, he would deliver this 15-page report to Pete Carroll and the offensive coordinator about what he saw, what plays he likes, what, how he thinks they can attack. If you're talking 15 pages, I mean, I've never looked at like an NFL, you know, uh, a sheet a week that you guys have to look at, like scouting report, right. but I heard Pete Carroll and them were like, oh, this is cute, you know, and, and put it aside. I think Nathaniel Hackett will be like, all right, hold my coffee. I gotta right. read this. He got right. yeah. about it because that's what he wants. That's feedback. That's input. And I think that is what is gonna make these guys have some synergy together.
0: Right. And I think that's what happened with Russ in Seattle. He just got tired of, of getting put on the back banner, you know, kind of one of those things where hey, I'm bringing you all of this information, and I'm, and I'm doing all of this studying, and I'm taking all of this time and putting all this work in, and you guys are taking my work and putting it over the side like it's a puzzle, you know? Right. <laughs> and, like and so, you know. yeah, like, like, like it means nothing. So when when you feel that way, when you start to feel, hey, that I'm not able to contribute as far as to what I'm doing on the field and how I'm performing on the field and what plays and things of that nature. Then it, it becomes a time where I just I just felt, you know, it was time for for he and Seattle to part ways. And and Seattle, man, let's just call it what it is. They looked horrible as far as what they were doing offensively, as far as the players that they had, the scheme that they had, it just looked like a a, a real or fire it. So it was time. And, and I, I'm sure Russ had that no trade clause in his contract. So for him to say, hey, yes, I want to go to Denver, you can best believe he's going to come here and give it everything that he has to be successful.
1: I couldn't agree with you more. So, Ray, let's let's dig into this trade a little bit. The Broncos get Russ in a fourth-round pick this year. They give up Drew Locke, Shelby Harris, Noah Fant, two ones this year, or uh, one and a two this year, one and a two next year, and they swap the four and five. That's, that's what they did. I want to ask you this because you were on a veteran team. Does it, Draft picks are important, but, Ray, Back when you guys were winning Super Bowls or dominating the AFC West, were you guys worried about draft picks, or were you more happy that like Zim could come in, or you know they could bring Neil Smith in because you guys were that good and everyone wanted to be a part of it?
0: And and that's kind of if you look at the well, in this day and age, if you look at what Les Sneed did with the Rams, you know everybody is, is said who cares about draft picks, but. Quite frankly, I mean, we, we had a, a bucket load of draft picks. So it, it was if if there was a time for us to do this type of uh, draft or this type of trade, this definitely was a time. But if you go back and even look at us, when we won, I mean, we had a couple of our, our, our high draft picks that really played well as far as Mobley came in the first round yes. and really played well. But for the most part, our draft picks – we're on the bench. <laughs> mm-hmm. So if you look at it in, in that form, the guys like you said, the guys like the Bill Smiths and and, and the Zim Zimmerins and, and, and those guys really helped us to keep track of the trailer that we got. You know, from those are the guys that really came in helped us win the Super Bowl. Our draft picks that we had, they really. Uh, if you go back, like I said, Mobley played well. He was a first rounder. He played well his first year. And quite frankly, other than that, she's I, I don't the receiver. Yeah, I don't. I don't see many. Right, many others,
1: that's what I'm saying. You
0: know, what I'm saying. So if you look at building a team nowadays, you can build it from trades. You can build it from free agents, and and your draft picks are really guys that are sitting unless you just happen to get a really really good one. And,
1: and, and it's a great asset to use. If you want to make a trade, it's good to exactly. have
0: exactly. And, and look at this draft. That's the key. I think if you look at this draft, that is what made us make this deal is because look at the draft. There's no bona fide big time quarterback. I feel in the draft right. that you can say, Hey, this guy's going to come in and change the franchise right now. Now there's yeah, some no. guys. Yeah. there are some guys that look good. Willis but, in a but, year or two. Right, but you just don't. Can know. he pick it with his know. baby
1: hands? I guess you know. Exactly.
0: Like. <laughs> <laughs> with his little hands, size does matter. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but but yeah, with, with that being said, I mean this wasn't a strong draft. So if there was a draft where you wanted to give up some picks, this would be the draft. And then, like, and then, as I mentioned before, I alluded to next year. That first round pick and that second round pick are going to be late picks. So yeah. at the end of the day, you never know. You never know what you get. But you got a, a guy that can play for a decade and you solved your quarterback. Everybody knows if you look at any division, especially our division, if you don't have that guy, if you don't have a guy behind center, you don't have a chance.
1: So, you have nothing at that point, which is sad. This
0: gives us a chance, period. And and I don't care what you say. You can say, I, and I and I even tweeted out. I said, "Hey, I asked Broncos Country, how did you feel? We gave up the house. We didn't necessarily give up the house. I just made it feel that way. It was more of a guest pitch.
1: house, Ray. Like yeah, you know, it was kind
0: of it was kind of an apartment. We gave up yeah, an apartment, you maybe know, a condo. A yeah, you're right. Yeah, a condo, or something like that. But at the end of the day." To get your guy, to get a guy to compete in the AFC with these quarterbacks that we have, this was a deal that we had to make. Yes. I mean, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's a deal that we had to make. And now we just have to, look, we have to work around it and, and put people around them and make sure that we make it as best as we can.
1: What do you? So you came from a you know those Super Bowl teams that you were on had a great defense, and John Elway was at the end of his career. He was playing at a super high level, obviously. But what do you say to those guys that Russ never won the Super Bowl because it was that defense, and then they ended up losing one? That was a bad call by Pete Carroll. So, like, what do you say to those guys that like? Russ just he he defended on that de- he, you know depended on that defense that was legendary for four years. What do you say to that?
0: I mean, I have to say I, I'm going to say what I said yesterday on, on, on ABC. It's true. I mean, you have to you have to play complementary football. It doesn't matter. And I tell people all the time, no one is winning the Super Bowl by themselves anymore. It is not happening. Look at Aaron Rodgers. As good as he is, he's a two-time, you know, back-to-back MVP. Did he go to the Super Bowl? No. Exactly.
1: Joe Burrow I mean, didn't win the Super Bowl. His defense I mean, is I mean, playing like. How I many Super
0: Bowls yeah. did he win? Rodgers has won one Super Bowl. Yeah, yes. As great as he is, he's won one. Four-time MVP has won one Super Bowl. So yeah. when you're talking about Russ, depending on the defense. Hell yeah, he did. He's supposed to. It's all about complimentary football, just like the Rams. The Rams, how did the Rams win the Super Bowl? (laughs)
1: <laughs> defense took over at the end. Exactly.
0: Yeah, the defense took over.
1: Aaron I mean, Donald want... and Von Miller decided to make an appearance in that second yes, half. Yes,
0: if Aaron Donald and Von Miller did not make an appearance in the second half, they were probably going to lose the Super Bowl. So, they... with, with that being said, of course, you, you're supposed to play complementary football, just like us. I tell people all the time when they start mentioning our back-to-back Super Bowl, of course, we had teams and Elway Hall of Famers, Shannon Sharp Hall of Famers, Zim Hall of Famers and all that. But guess what we also had? We also had the number two defense in the NFL, the number one scoring defense in the NFL, the number one takeaway defense in the NFL. So if you're talking about complimentary football, and then let's go back to how did we win our first Super Bowl? Who was on the field? Defense. Yep. Yeah. Elway wasn't on the field when we won the Super Bowl. It was the defense. And the defense turned the ball over three times in that game as well. So it's about complementary football. That's how you're supposed to play. So I say, yes, (laughs) that is how Russ won his Super Bowls. And kudos to him. He understood that. And that's how we have to play this year. If we don't have a great defense, and I've alluded to this already, if we don't go out and help Russ and play complimentary football, we don't want him playing hero ball. We want him being a bona fide, great quarterback, kind of like Matthew Stafford. <laughs> sure. Go out there, make the plays you're supposed to make, make the game-winning drives if you need to, but at the end of the day, we are going to have to play great sound complimentary defense to help Russ out.
1: You know, it's not every day, Ray, and I think you you said it earlier. That you go out and get a franchise quarterback and the you save twelve million dollars on the salary cap this year. That's just freaking crazy. Like and just I looked at all those numbers. I was like, wow, this was like like George Payton all the way around with this deal. I mean, he's getting an A plus for everything he's done so far. But just if you dig into the deal, twelve million dollars. You know, there's guys you can add for that. That's that's amazing. For sure, for but sure. I, I wanted to, uh, so we got Drew Locke leaving, Noah Fant leaving. The only guy that in my mind that I think the Broncos are going to yeah. miss is Shelby. Exactly. Shelby was a guy on Game day that always showed up blocking those passes, filling Locker those, room those, leadership,
0: all yes. that stuff as well. Yeah. I mean and Shelby, Shelby, I mean, I, I tell you yeah. and, and I'm not you know, I'm not saying anything bad about Noah Fant or Drew Locke, but ain't nobody care. Right.
1: <laughs> well, Albert Okweybenom and Noah Fant were like kind of yeah. equals as far as yeah. I was concerned.
0: And, and he's a better blocker, to be honest. Yeah. Noah Fant is not not that great of a blocker. So, I mean, with those two guys, Noah Fant was always hurt. I mean, he, he never lived up to to you know his draft status. Drew Lock, we already know what that was. So, the biggest loss. Him. Yeah, yeah, the biggest loss, and I'm happy for him. I'm happy that he He's gets have to a start over. Yeah, I'm happy he gets a a new you know environment and, and a chance to start over. And hopefully, it works out for him because I, I always felt he had some talent. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, you know, it, it just didn't work out and different. But now Shelby is the guy that you miss. He's a guy that that on the field, not only did he produce, but in the locker room is where really you're gonna really miss him. He, he, yep. I mean I've seen him, and I've been around that locker room, and he's a big-time leader. And I saw how the guys looked upon him as far as leadership down the road. And he made some very, very big plays in in crucial situations. So you will miss that. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we're going to have to do something on the defensive line either way. Chubb has to produce. Please It is time for Chubb to show up. He's been, look, he's been stealing, backing up to the cash register, stealing money for the last three years. It's time for him to take the mask off and show his face and walk in the bank and be proud and and get his check because he produced. It's time for him to produce. And and with Shelby being gone, that that look is wide open for him. And, he and can
1: go in and cash that check with pride instead of sending exactly, his girlfriend in.
0: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He going in there with the with the bandana on, stick him up. Now it's time <laughs> for him to go in with pride and, and, and say, I've earned this check
1: and he can do it. It's just, yeah. we haven't seen it. We, I mean, yeah. since rookie year, it's been like, you know, and, and coming from you on the defensive side of the ball, I mean, that has to happen and they picked up that fifth year option. You're absolutely right that now that Russell Wilson's in the fold, there's a few things that Broncos really need to talk about it. You said a defensive line, not only just uh middle guys, they need to find another edge rusher. Maybe right. it could be Vaughn. They need to like solidify that right tackle. And you know what? I love the Broncos receivers, but the receivers he had in Seattle are probably better than the ones we have here with, with Metcalf and Lockett. They, they, are,
0: they, they are definitely better man guys. They are yeah. better guys that can get kind of it's kind of like basketball. You know, when you have a, a guard who who is a catch-and-shoot guy. Yep. We have catch and shoot guards. <laughs> Seattle, Seattle have guys that can get their own shot. You know, yes. You, they, can get their, they can get their shot off the dribble. That that's kind of what we're missing. We're missing a guy who can get his own shot. And,
1: and that's and, supposed to be Jerry Judy, right? Right. That's supposed,
0: supposed to be Jerry Judy. So we'll see. We'll see if that's him. I mean, he, he let's just face it. So far, he, he hadn't shown us that he's that guy. And and whether that is because of Sherman's offense or because of the quarterback or whatever the case may be. But at the end of the day, zero touchdowns is not going to cut it.
1: (laughs) Well, and Ray, you know, that Broncos country is loyal and we all want to, we all want to root for Jerry Judy because the upside of him is huge, but him trolling everybody on social media is not doing them.
0: Yeah. It's it's just, you got to play. Yeah. You got to play. It's one of those things. Like I said, Social media is is for some athletes the death of them because like Eli Apple and, and, and Jerry Judy and guys like that, man, go play. You need to go play some football and and get off of social media trying to I guess it's it's one of those things like you you can't sell me a chocolate cake right. by showing it on so you gotta sell me a chocolate cake by tasting it. And by cooking it, you can't show look, you can't just show me a picture of it and say, hey, buy this chocolate cake. It's not gonna happen. And that's what these guys are doing. These guys are on social media showing pictures of themselves and all that. That's not gonna do it, man. You gotta put some film out there. You gotta put some some real hardcore film out there where I can say, Yeah, this guy can play. And so far, we haven't seen that. Now, one thing I will say with Rust, Rust will help Jerry Judy, because Jerry. He's one of those guys that that gets open a little late. And with yeah. Russ being able to extend the play and being able to do some things out of the pocket, that's gonna help Jerry Judy, you know, and some of his timing routes. But he he definitely has to step up this year and show us that he's that that guy that we thought he was in the draft. Everybody would say he was the best route runner and all of that stuff.
1: Supposedly that, the number one receiver in that draft. Yeah,
0: it doesn't mean anything until you show it. So we, we have to see. So we definitely need that. But I, I still think we need to get another guy, though. I still think we need to get a slot.
1: maybe like a veteran guy or something. Yeah, to, we
0: need to get a slot wide receiver, a wide receiver that you can put in the slot who can, you know, what they about KJ
1: Hamler? Yeah, what that's what was I was about to the say. KJ Hamler
0: was supposed to be that guy. But once again, got to show it. You gotta show it. You can't tell me, "Hey, KJ Hamler is that guy, or Jerry Judy is that guy." When I look down at the paper and I see production and it says nothing. So the
1: only that, guy that, I that, see that on work. paper is uh, Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton coming around. I do think Russell Wilson's gonna elevate those guys. I do agree with you having that veteran guy, maybe a six, seven, eight year dude in there, just to kind of help them all. They're all young. Yeah, I'm so yeah. young. you know, that's a that's a young room. So the, on the defensive side of the ball, Ray, edge rushers, Von Miller, Chandler Jones are available. This happened yesterday, and I want to get your feedback on this because I'm a big fan of this guy. I like watching linebacker play middle linebacker plays like some of my favorite football to watch. In fact, that's why I kept my corner seats in the lower bowl at mile high, because I could see plays open up. And just kind of, you know, it's a run play. It opens. I can see them fill those gaps. It's kind of fun. Right. Bobby Wagner gets cut by right. the Seattle Seahawks. Is that, that a lets, guy Broncos that, look, that lets you Broncos? That?
0: that lets you know that the Seahawks said, hey, we're, we're rebuilding. You know, you, you let the you, your, your, your top-down offense go. Those two guys came in together. Yeah. So you let the face of the offense go and the face of the defense go in the same offseason. That yeah. tells me right there. You don't have a shot. You're not even trying. So, but for Bobby Wagner, I mean, it depends on what the price is. I mean, is he a guy for sure that that would love to come and play? He he and Russ are pretty close, from my understanding, and 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 they built something special there in Seattle. It just depends on what the price would be. You know, it depends on what what he wants. I mean, he's made a lot of money in his uh in his time in Seattle, so it just depends on where his head is as far as what he wants kind of like von Miller, you know, going to the Rams last year or whatever. He wanted to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, he wanted to win the Super Bowl. You know, that was the thing. And if if Wagner is, is in that mindset that hey, I don't have to break the bank, but I want to go somewhere and compete and have a chance to compete, this could be a good situation for him for sure.
1: So you think he has enough left in the tank to help the Denver Broncos? Oh, play?
0: yeah, he can it's play. He were, can play. Yeah, man. Yeah, I saw him on film. He can definitely play. He can still play.
1: And, and you know, it, it fills a big need because you could bring, you know, Young back or whatever. Like, I think there's a lot of things they can do with the linebackers. And we said it earlier, Russ saved the Broncos $12 million and they were already way under the cap. Right,
0: I mean, yeah. There's they, money there. They definitely have some room. Yeah, he has some room to bring in a guy like Wagner. Like I said, it just depends. You don't want to you don't want to put too much money though in that position or in a guy like that. You know, after that, after what's going on and what he's been through. But if he's willing to pay, take a little pay cuts and and really come and compete, you know, for a championship or have a shot at it, he could definitely help our defense for sure. No, no, so. look, no, 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 no bitch words about it. This guy could definitely still play.
1: You think Von Miller's got enough left in the tank to help out too? Oh, for sure. for sure. So we got some edge rushers. I think Gregory's out there, Chandler Jones, Von Miller. Right. Just one of those guys. I'd love to have Von back.
0: He's a, know, he's and, and, I think, and I think there are some guys in the draft now, if you talk about with the picks that we have left, there will be some guys in the second, third, fourth round of this draft that can rush the quarterback. And that's one thing this draft does have this draft does has it has guys that can rush the quarterback. So I, I mean, I, I really believe, and I'm just going to go ahead and put it out there. I really believe Vaughn is coming back.
1: I kind of believe that too. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Then. We haven't addressed this Russ, the, the run game in Seattle has been suspect. I think he rushed last year for like 600 and something yards. He was the number one rusher on the team. Having Russ here with Javante Williams is huge. What about maybe bringing back Melvin Gordon?
0: And, and Russ and Melvin Gordon are good friends. So Yeah,
1: man, they went to Wisconsin together. Yeah,
0: that, that, I, I definitely see that. I mean, Melvin Gordon wants to come back. It was a great one-two punch. And, and that's what Russ really needs right now, is he really needs a solidified running game. that is really going to help him as a quarterback more so than anything else. Mm -hmm. is is a great running game. So I don't see any reason why we should not bring Melvin Gordon back. I mean, yes, I understand he fumbled in in some of the critical situations. I mean, I still say that last fumble, I I still remember it dearly. was not his fault. But at the end of the day, you know, he he definitely has to hold on to the ball in, in critical situations better. But I, I think the punch, the one-two punch that they had, Williams and Gordon, should definitely be something that Hack to look at.
1: Well, Ray, it's a great day. I wanted to say this to you, and, and this is kind of off topic, but really on topic. You know, Vic Fangio, he didn't do a lot of great things here for the Denver Broncos. But one thing I think he did do, not for the Denver Broncos, but for the entire NFL, is diagnose that Chiefs offense. The, the, yeah. Chief, the Chiefs offense is now figured out. And a lot of that has to do with Vic Fangio, I guess.
0: True, true. That, 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 I think two years ago, the game that they had on the road against Chiefs when we went and, and really held them down, I, I think that game really hurt the Chiefs as far as what they put on film as far as what they couldn't do and what they couldn't compete with. So yes, you can definitely say that Fangio with his, you know, defensive mindset and and his ability to, to really diagnose offenses. He did a great job and he helped hack it because it's on film in the, look in the archives in Denver. So whoever the new guys are, they go back and pull that film out and say, Hey, this is what we're capable of and and this is what the chiefs, you know, are not capable of. So, yeah, I I would say, we definitely have to give him kudos for that, for putting it on film and for putting it in the archives for us to go back and look at
1: Ray. Great day for Broncos country. Everybody's excited. Like I said, it feels like a thousand pounds been lifted off everybody's shoulders. You finally have a guy that can compete with anybody in the NFL put some stuff around them, and you got a team that can win. So,
0: any parting shots? Man, I am just so happy that this is not what we will be talking about. Thank you. All next year. For the last three or four years, all we've heard is quarterback competition. We need a guy. We can't do it. I mean, I'm just so glad all of those things are over with, regardless of what it cost us. Broncos country, get over it. <laughs> this is what you've been asking for. You have a Hall of Fame quarterback. You have a guy that can compete with all the other guys that are the AFC. And and if you look at the Joe Barrows and all of that stuff, we have us a guy. So yes. now there are no excuses. You know, you look at what what they did, like you said, with Fangio and, and the coaches. Before, they didn't have a guy and that was their excuse. Right. Yep. And, and we couldn't blame. And it was a great excuse. Right. And It was a great <laughs> excuse. At least now, those are the two things we would not have to hear. We would not have to hear one. We don't have a quarterback and then we going not have to hear the coach crying that we don't have a quarterback. So with those two things being said, Broncos country, it's time to just go get it. It's time to go to work. It's time to put your hard hat on and go see what we can do and let the pieces fall where they may.
1: We got a Hall of Fame quarterback. He's got an amazing nickname, Dangerous. He's bringing Ciara Uh, with him. Maybe we're going to have some better concerts up here. I mean, it's a win-win. Let's go.
0: Uh, he also, what, what is his uh, alter ego? Russell oh, said. yeah. What is Unlimited. Oh my God. Unlimited. That's right. <laughs> 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 he is so corny. <laughs> he is one of the corniest dudes out. And you know what? That is exactly what the Broncos <laughs> Need and are accustomed to a corny ass quarterback.
1: So there it is. <laughs> Mr. Unlimited.
0: <laughs> Mr. Unlimited.
1: He is corny, right? Corny. But he is a leader. Hey. Two hey. leaders. We got a corny quarterback. Man, dude, this, you know, what a, what a great day
0: in Paco's well, hey, there, country. There it is. That, that's, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. Hey, they don't come any cornier than he is. So there it is. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Eric couldn't even make him look cool.
1: <laughs> really? It, it, it is funny. If you go look up Dangerous uh, Wilson, there's a picture of him, and I'm like, huh. That looks like oh, Bel Biv DeVoe back in the day. Because oh, he's wearing like I think like, he's wearing like suspenders or something. It was freaking hysterical. Anyway, great stuff, to Ray. It. We're here gonna we do go. it again once we start signing some of these free agents. So maybe we should do another one here in a week or two. But man, dude, I'm excited. Thank you. Also, I know you're gonna be in Denver. The book's out.
0: March 24th. I read the book.
1: It's good. It's good. Appreciate it. I Fans, I'm it. I'm talking Ray into doing an audio book. I'm I'm doing my best. I'm working <laughs> on it. But yes, good book, Ray, and great story, even better. And that and, and I just want to tell you this. You were an amazing football player after reading this book. You're a true gentleman and a great man. And I just I just wanted to tell you that. Good stuff, buddy. I
0: really appreciate Thank it. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. Broncos Country. I'll see you March 24th. Book signing, March 25th. Open to the public. Let's do it. All right, Ray. Catch you next time. Catch you later.